Greeting Earthlings, welcome to Saturday Morning Showdown. If this is your first time joining us, my name's Don. I'm Lee. We're a tag team of pop culture artists, and we go by the name 8-Bit Fusion. We grew up in the golden age of the Saturday morning cartoon, so we made this show to sit down with some of our friends and talk about our favorites. Now, because tonight is Halloween, we're going to forego our usual episode format, and me and Lee are going to do a countdown of our top three favorite Halloween specials. So let's get spooky and do this thing. So excited. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Halloween! <laughs> All right, so I'll start. And I'm going to do my number three because it's the least inspired of the list, but I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't bring it up. Mm-hmm. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's such a good special. So good. It's easily, easily one of my favorites. I quote it endlessly throughout the year. It's it's just, it's super solid, and everyone should watch it. I, I absolutely agree. Everyone's dev- I, I end up uh, uh, quoting, how many times do we say, I've got a rock? Like, constantly. I feel like everyone or says, Or you blockhead. Like, oh literally. Like, there's so many good quotes. I mean, penis are just so classic. Why are they taking it off, app- off, uh, off normal TV and putting it on Apple TV? Why? Yeah. Well, but a lot of people are drifting towards streaming platforms. I don't, but we don't so. have Apple TV. Yeah, we could, though. <sighs> We're an Apple household. I still want to watch it. I still want to watch it this year. That's true. Yeah, it's on YouTube. We can find it. Um, but yeah, it's it's so funny, like, re-watching it, because a lot of the stuff they do are still how I celebrate Halloween. Like, they make their own costumes. That's a whole part of the episode. They go to a costume party, which we usually host every year. Thank you for that, COVID. Um, Other than trick-or-treating, that is our usual Halloween. That is. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's it's a classic. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. That is That was a good one. Nice. Your uh, number three? All right. So, my number three is episode... 187 of Looney Tunes, which is called Bugs Bunny's Halloween. Oh yeah, have you have you watched that one before? Never Donald? seen it. Never seen it. Okay, so but then all three of mine. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna preface this. All three of my episodes they were actually part of a block on TV. I don't remember which channel, but I'm thinking CBS. I could be totally wrong, so do not quote me on that. Um, I would watch all three every year. My parents put it at, ended up putting it on a video cassette tape and recorded it so then after that year that the halloween block was on when we were kids we just watched it every year and it was the same thing i just love this vhs tape that's awesome. but anyway this one was my absolute favorite i was like what was this episode that i watched because i could remember the uh i could re- remember the scenes and every everything and, and as soon as i i google i'm like yeah this is it but anyway the format it's basically the same format of looney tunes like there's a, there's so many different things and segments going on mm-hmm. so like the main premise of it is so witch hazel um is the main character witch hazel is a witch obviously right um and she lives in a creepy house and the main basically thing is like she's making a witch's brew and she needs different ingredients to put in her brew mm-hmm. um which are the looney tunes so she needs a rabbit obviously bugs bunny is a rabbit so right. the whole time she's trying to catch bugs bunny and he's like doing his usual like and eh, what's up doc like hiding like right. 
putting on different costumes. Like he, when he came to the door, he was dressed. He was dressed up as a witch and acting like a witch. Oh, that's awesome. So that's classic. Bugs so Bunny. yeah, classic Bugs Bunny stuff going on. Um, Daffy Duck and his son also knocked on the door too, and then she was trying also trying to cook a like put a duck in this recipe. Um, like the whole time she's trying to catch Bugs Bunny, which that's mm-hmm. basically the whole Mooney Tunes thing. Is like they're trying always trying to catch something, whether it's Bugs Bunny or the the Road Runner trying to catch this. Uh, the Speedy. Um, trying to think what else there was. Um, also Speedy Gonzalez come is ends up coming into the witch house, and she turns him. She ends up turning him into a witch. So then hmm. w- you'll see a witch talking in the Speedy Gonzalez voice. Um, and then she ends up turning him back. Mm-hmm. Um, then the, there's two other fit like kind of like stories because I mean as a bug like Looney Tunes just always has something going on. So yeah. there's also the whole Sylvester and Tweety thing has happening. Um, Sylvester is actually having a dream about Tweety, um, cause like, you, he always wants to catch Tweety, but Tweety ends up becoming a monster Tweety and going, actually going after Sylvester, the cat, which is funny. So then this whole I thing, I actually he, remember this monster Yeah, he Tweety. actually has a nightmare about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then the other, the other thing that can happen is Witch Hazel was actually, um, right now at her house again, because she wanted to add things to her witch's brew, um, so Porky Pig actually came and checked into Witch Hazel's hotel slash house, um, and brought Sylvester. Also, why would somebody, like, when have you ever checked into the hotel and brought your cat? Yeah, why can't we do that? Why can't we do it? But yeah, Porky Pig brought Sylvester <laughs> as, to stay in the hotel, but Sylvester just kept, like, there was a whole bunch of, like, ho- like classic Halloween stuff going on. There was a ghost, there was, like... I'm trying, there was a bunch of, there was a bunch of rats, like, walking around with candles. I'm trying to think what else there was. There was, like, there's a bunch of, like, creepy goblins, witches, and everything was freaking Sylvester out. But Porky Pig was trying to sleep, so every time that Sylvester freaked out, he was, like, he, he wasn't sleeping. Because Sylvester was seeing all these creepy things in creepy witch Hazel's house. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's basically, I'm probably missing a whole bunch of things, but this was all in 25 minutes, and all this different stuff is going on, but the main thing was um, Witch Hazel going after Bugs Bunny, and then Bugs Bunny ended up getting away, and then turning Witch Hazel into his girlfriend rabbit um, at the the end, which was really funny, but yeah, yeah, that's my biggest Halloween memories, watching this because I remember all like the witch hazel's house and the ghost and the everyone dressed in funny Halloween costumes, the witch's brew. You know, it just brings back such. And this was from this episode was from 1978. As I said, hmm. Looney Tunes was two hundred, almost two hundred episodes in. That's so, nuts. So that's nuts. At this point, they might have had more Halloween. And again, witch hazel apparently is a recurrent Halloween character. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it's a great episode. I. It brings back great memories. I always love. I can't wait till we do Looney Tunes because like, there's just so much fun stuff in, in their in those uh, shows. And it's still on, right? Or is it not on? I don't know. I don't think it's on. I thought I saw like they did like a kids version, like not not Tiny Tunes, but like a yeah. They might they might have like I'm pretty sure Looney Tunes is over, but they may like have bugs and those characters come back in other shows the way Scooby Doo has. Like, oh, okay. You know, yeah, new versions yeah. of it all the time. Yeah, I'd be interested to read up on it and see yeah. like where it's at and how far it got. But yeah, yeah, this is it. That episode, like, um, like I don't even know if kids. This would even like I. Everything I watch, it, I'm like, would this kid keep a kid's interest? And this one, I don't know if it would, just because like there's just so much going on. Like I'm sure they would be like, ah, hi, bunny. But yeah, I mean, it was it was just like I, I was watching it for a couple of days because like I was trying to like think of things to yeah. talk about. Yeah, uh, even though it's only 25 minutes, but yeah, yeah there's there's just always so much going on in those episodes. Nice. <laughs> 
Hi there. This is Teresa Nutter, longtime childhood friend of Don Bush and uh, 10 year, 15 year friend of Lee. Uh, also go by T Nut. My favorite, one of my favorite episodes ever, like Halloween episodes, is Tiny Tude Adventures Night Goolery. It is so good. And it's like in the same vein of Treehouse of Horrors, where it has like all these different vignettes and stories. I think that they're like in a classroom. And they're telling stories. I can't quite remember exactly the setup. I haven't seen it in like a year. But one of my favorites is there's an Elmira sketch or thing. And she basically creates her own cuddly monster out of all of her creations. And it is a one-to-one of Frankenstein's monster. And it is so good. It's so funny and ridiculous. And, you know, it's just it's like a stupid 90s cartoon it's just it's perfect it's super funny um just that whole episode is is so good um i remember i was actually sick when i remember watching it for the first time i had the flu over halloween and i remember watching it like at home because i was homesick um and every time i watched that episode i remember being sick and like remember sitting on the couch being miserable because i couldn't go trick-or-treating so that's always a fun memory but it's just it's just like it's check all the boxes tiny two adventures just in general is hilarious this episode in particular is really funny and you really see like just like the creativity of the writers and the animators and stuff which is so fun and looking back as an adult now watching it like i said i watched it last year it holds up like it's on part of hulu's halloween like it's on there and i think hulu is bringing tiny two adventures back which i'm excited for i'm a little nervous for um tangent they are bringing back Animaniacs, which uh, I'm super excited for. So definitely check out that preview because I, hopefully it holds up. We'll find out. I don't know. I'm excited. Anyway, um, just, oh my God, it's so fun. It's just, it's so good. It's so cute and it's funny and it's silly and it's ridiculous. And it's just one of my favorite Halloween cartoon episodes ever. Um, it's just so it's just so good. So talk about it and enjoy it and watch it and go on Hulu right now and watch it because it's amazing. <laughs> All right, cool. Then I will do my number two. And I'm doing Batman Grundy's Night. Um, now, this is Batman, not Batman the Animated Series. Okay. This is the series that followed after the Animated Series. Honestly, it is not as good as Batman the Animated Series, but this episode in particular is a standout. So, legend has it that on Halloween night, the swamp zombie Solomon Grundy will return to Gotham City and wreak havoc. There's, the beginning of the episode is two old witchy-ish characters. I don't think they're actually witches, but they're like witch-type characters okay. telling this this legend. And then Solomon Grundy's ghost wakes up and then starts wreaking havoc in Gotham. But Batman doesn't believe that it's really the ghost of Solomon Grundy. He doesn't believe that this legend is coming true, Hmm. even though reports are coming in. I mean, something is happening, but he doesn't believe it's supernatural. Batman goes out, saves the day. The ghost, quote, quote, of Solomon Grundy does end up being Clayface. Mm Mm-hmm just claying up as as this character and it wraps up that batman was right it was not in fact a supernatural being it it was just one of his villains um what i like about this episode is that it is set on halloween and it's set in a universe where 
masked vigilantes and masked villains are like normal you know batman is a thing so like this universe is used to people doing that and some of the kids are out walking around the streets trick-or-treating as the joker and as Catwoman. oh that's really funny and batman does bump into a kid dressed up as batman at one point and he compliments (laughs) his costume which is really funny oh that's hilarious but also batman ends up on like a a street where there's like a big bar and a party mm-hmm. and they think they don't think he's Batman they think he's the dude in the Batman costume <laughs> so like it really it really has fun with oh. the idea of like a costumed vigilante on Halloween it, it's very funny but yeah they I I think they did a really good job playing with those motifs it's really fun oh that that sounds so much fun I can't I can't wait to watch that one that, nice. that sounds fun I yeah. I've never seen that I didn't yeah. even know there was a Batman yeah Halloween it's a special. little it's a little later for my cartoon viewing I think it came out in like two thousand three or four oh interesting yeah but it's it's really really good like I said I don't think this ver like this show is as good as Batman the animated series which I is near and dear to me um. But it's it's fine, and this episode's really great. Uh, it's in- yeah, it's interesting, especially yeah. since I- I'll just preface this: all three of my cartoons are older than me. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, the only one that's older than me is uh, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, which I think is sixty six. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the rest of them are younger. This one's really young, and then the other one is mid nineties. You'll see. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's my number two. All right. So my number two. This, as I said, these are all older than me. Even though I was born in 1985, um, I was born in November of 1985. So this Halloween episode, I'm assuming, it came out before me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this was Garfield's Halloween Adventure. Nice. Um. That it's just such it's just such a fun episode. It's a classic. It's a cl- you've seen it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Just such it's such a fun episode. Um. First of all, they have he Garfield's. Throughout the whole episode, Garfield is singing a bunch of Halloween songs, and they're just so catchy. They'll get in your head. They'll probably get in your head. But I, as soon as I heard the songs, I'm just like, yeah, I, re- I remember this as a kid. Time machines. Yes. Yeah. Time machines for sure. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the, basically the premise of the episode is uh, Garfield and Odie and John are celebrating Halloween. Um, for the, the episode starts, he's watching uh, the Krusty the Clown, um, and then... He goes to see John, and him and Odie uh, decide to dress up for Halloween, so they go up in the attic. Also, every time that Garfield's either digging through his bed or digging through something, it's just like all this stuff just comes flying, right. which I've noticed, which I think I think that's a, such a funny gag. Yeah. Anyway, him and Odie go up to the attic and pick their Halloween costumes. They decide to dress as pirates. Also, when have your cat and dog decided to dress up for Halloween um, and just go out? <laughs> Yeah, I like, mean, we dress our cat up for Halloween. But does he just but he walk out the door? A fan. Yeah, does yeah. he just walk out the door? Like, yeah, they dress up, and and John's just kind of like, oh, okay, you're all dressed up for Halloween. Don't be late. Uh, make sure you're not late. And sends gives them sacks, and then they go out trick or treating. Ah. And then he also had like a he had a dinner prepared for Gar like a whole big dinner, and Gar was like, eh, I don't really want that. But then he kept like. He kept, oh, I'll grab a muffin, and they walked away, and they said, oh, and like, then there would be, the drum was like every time he grabbed something. Yeah. So then they go out, and they start they go out in the normal trick or treating in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. This old and there's like the old people just giving them candy, and then at the end of the night, before they go back, they decide they, oh, why don't we take a boat and go across the river and get some more house, hit some more houses. Mm-hmm. So they get, first of all. Whoever thought that was a good idea, I don't know. 
they get on the boat and the current is just taking them to the house and they throw their oars out of the boat and just like let their the current take them to this house. Seems like a bad idea. Yeah. See, oh, I mean, always seems like a terrible idea. So they leave the boat, they go into this house, and there's this creepy old, there's this, this creepy old dude that tells them like a scary story there. And then all of a sudden, like everything goes well. Like there's ghosts, there's all these like creepy stuff. Yeah. And also, I forgot to back bring up when they were trick or treating, um, there was a there was a bunch of like there was a go- a ghost and they lifted up the costume and there was nobody under the costume. So it, it, they were indicating it was a real ghost. So mm-hmm. they run, then Odie and Garfield are run around in circles because they're freaked out. But anyway, when they get to this thing, there was a bunch of ghosts and goblins and all the scary stuff. Um, so they decide to try to get away. Their boat is gone. Their candy's gone. They, they decide to jump in the river and swim. And neither of them can swim very good. But wherever they swam to, they got to, and they got back on their boat and they were back to, they took their boat back home, and that was basically the episode. Mm-hmm. And then they get home, and Garfield's like, oh, I'll just watch some TV. Puts the TV on. It's the creepy guy from the house. <laughs> and he's just like, nah, I'm good, basically. <laughs> Turns it off. But, yeah, that's it's just such a classic. Like, just yeah. the fun singing, the adventure, yeah. like, the thing, the things that you don't want to do in Halloween. Maybe not get on a boat and take it to a creepy house. Right. Like, John just seems like, oh, my animals are dressing up for Halloween and going trick-or-treating. No big deal. That's classic John, though. But and like it, I mean, we still don't know if John's actually like not talk. Is he talking to his cat who doesn't actually talk back, or if it's all just in his, this show really is just in his mind? If you're not familiar, Lee is referencing a blog called Garfield without Garfield, and it's Garfield strips with Garfield's word bubbles stripped out, so it really just turns into a sad, lonely man talking to his cat, and it's weirdly hysterical but also super depressing yeah yeah it definitely is like like that whole he made gar he didn't just like give garfield cat food he made him like a whole like fancy dinner like i mean dynamite (laughs) spoiled too so i i get it yeah but if garfield didn't wasn't there like or didn't talk like that would be weird yeah but yes, this is such a classic, such a fun show, and like yeah. yeah. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to mes- mention too, I watched the the video. I I re- just rewatched it so I could prepare to talk about. It. There was I actually watched it with the commercials, and the two commercials that came on were both McDonald's commercials. One was for the the McNuggets that were dressed in Halloween costumes. I love them. The I other, want them so bad. I know. I I I got the repop of them from that from when they did the retro ones a couple last year yes. which is cool but I, I want the i want the collection of those the other yeah. thing was the halloween uh pals that james from plb comics is actually supposed to be sending me those halloween pals from mcdonald's at some point at some point hopefully in the future when we can gather again he also runs ocean city maryland comic-con which um, is a great show which is an amazing show but yeah those I watched Garfield with the commercials on, just brought back. Also, why are commercials just not that good anymore? Yeah. Like these, those were classics. Even Mc, Ronald McDonald is so creepy, but I don't care. I loved creepy Ronald McDonald. <laughs> it's kind of awesome how creepy he is. He's so creepy, but I love it. And like, yeah. I mean, if somebody was Ronald McDonald for Halloween, that would be so creepy and be fun. Yeah. But yeah, just brought back some happy memories of hap- great the. Like the like the greatest uh, McDonald's Happy Meal toys of all time were those yeah. ho- like all those Halloween toys they I were love great them. yeah they're great but yeah it was just watching Garfield just brought back such great memories it's such a great show yeah that's a good that's a good episode <laughs> hey guys glow in the dark world champion Bob Burke here hope everyone's having a happy and a safe Halloween season my favorite Halloween animation is Halloween is Grinch Night 
released in 1977, 11 years after the 1966 How the Grinch Stole Christmas special, but it's actually a prequel to How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The first dead giveaway of that is when you first meet the Grinch in this one, he's a complete heartless asshole still. So it's the Grinch we all know and love. Uh, The basic premise is every Halloween in Whoville, a sour, sweet wind blows through Whoville and it awakens the Grinch. Um, He comes out and he starts kind of just – he likes to come out and he causes havoc to everyone and anyone in Whoville. So all the Who's flee to their homes and they lock themselves in their homes out of fear. One young Who, Eucariah, decides that he has to somehow stop the Grinch. He needs to save the the Who's. So he goes out and he's – he tries to he tries to stop the Grinch. In this time, the Grinch spooks the young boy, and he kind of thrusts the young boy into this this nightmare. Uh, it's a very surreal animation. Uh, it's really creepy, really cool looking. It's probably definitely the centerpiece of the special. It's kind of it reminds me a little bit of that that Rob Zombie centerpiece in Beavis and Butthead to America. Kind of real trippy and bizarre. And this is meant to to kind of show like the nightmare that the Grinch is causing Eucariah. But Eucariah survives it. He comes out of it. He survives the, the, the nightmare of the Grinch just long enough so the sour, sweet wind slowly just disappears from Whoville and it forces the Grinch back home. I don't exactly know why the Grinch can only come out when it's windy. It's never really explained. Um, the special ends with the Grinch just kind of saying how he will be back someday as he evilly laughs into the camera, which is obviously foreshadowing what's to come just about, about a month and a half later. We all know how that ended up. So, again, this is a really, really fun one. One a lot of you have probably never seen before. It is definitely worth worth uh, seeking out. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or anywhere online. It's been out of print for a long time. I don't think it's ever even had like a DVD release. Um, but if you can find it somewhere, it, it'll definitely be one that I'm sure you will add to your yearly Halloween rotation. It's a lot of fun. Again, I want to thank Don and Lee for having me come on and then talk about this briefly. Hope you're all having a very safe, fun, happy Halloween season this year. And you can find me on Instagram at Bob Burkart. You can find me on Facebook at Bob Burkart. And let Glowmania run wild on you. All right, so before I go into my number one, I have an honorable mention um, to give you guys listening a little bit of behind the scenes here at uh, 8-Bit Fusion and Saturday Morning Showdown. One of the things I'm always considering and thinking about is what exactly qualifies to be on this show. And um, the show that the first thing that came to my mind when we decided to do our favorite Halloween specials is a show that I think is just a bridge too far outside the realm of this show, Saturday Morning Showdown. Um, but the first thing that came to my mind was the episode And Then There Was Sean on A Boy Meets World. Oh, wow. And this is an episode where they like parodied a, um, a slasher movie in, in the school. 
And while I'm open to doing live action shows, in fact, the, the my number one is a live action show. I feel like Boy Meets World is more of a family comedy and not like a kids show. Gotcha. So I, I, I just think Boy Meets World is a bridge too far. But it was the first thing that came to my head when we decided to do this. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Episode. Also, not a Halloween episode. It came out in February. That's so strange. But, but yeah, it's because it parodies a horror movie, it's, it's the first thing I thought of. So, with that said, my number one is Halloween-y, season two of Pete and Pete. Oh, good. This episode is so good. Have you, have you seen? Yes, yeah. Okay. So good. It's Big Pete is losing his Halloween spirit, and Little Pete is trying to beat Greg and Judy Stilt's trick-or-treating record of 347 houses. Um, meanwhile, Little P has to stop the Pumpkin Eaters, which are the teenagers who kind of go out and cause problems on Halloween. He has to stop them because if they cause any more trouble, the town's going to cancel Halloween. So all of this is resting on Little Pete's shoulders. What I love about this episode, and what I love about Pete and Pete in general, I wrote down all of that. Greg and Judy Stilts record, 347 houses, because Pete and Pete always, like, builds on lore. Yeah. Like, they always talk about these characters that you never meet because they're almost like urban legends, and it makes... All the stories in Pete and Pete feel really grand the way it did when you were a kid. Yes. Like, it, like the show is really great at capturing just that bigness of how everything felt when you were a child. And I, I love it so much. A um, couple of the things I want to point out about this episode that I thought were interesting. The episode starts the night before Halloween, which they explicitly reference... As Devil's Night, huh? And now, we've been we've been talking about we we talked we, about this on Le Doug episode. Yeah, Devil's Night is a regional term for the night before Halloween that is local to like Michigan. Oh, that is so weird because right. around here we call it Mischief Night, right? And I think it is generally understood. They never actually come out and say it, but I think it's generally understood that Pete and Pete takes place in New Jersey. The town is fictional, well, yeah. but the it's shot in New Jersey. They mention going to the Jersey Shore. It's either the, and like, we know that Dan, Dan and Mike they're from Jersey because they're right. around. They, like they're around. They go to New York and do they do shows. They right. they've been here. They've been yeah. here several times. Yeah, I'm Dan, and then Danny Tamarelli is in, in that band. Uh, I can't remember with how what's it called. I don't remember the band. I can't remember the name of the band on my, but they've played shows in Philly. Like yeah. they're around here. Yeah. So that that like I that does not surprise me about being in New Jersey. Yeah, it's like I said, it's never been said on the show that it is New Jersey. Yeah. But they filmed it in New Jersey. The so the like the scenery's New Jersey. They they talk about going to the sh- the Jersey Shore. It's well understood that it's either New Jersey or New York. It's like that that general area. So for them to call it Devil's Night is a weird writer's choice. I just I wonder if the writers of that episode were from Michigan and just didn't know that in PA and Jersey we call it something different. Interesting. Um but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Now, this is a an early episode with Nona. Do you remember her? Nona? Maybe. She's one of the neighbors. Okay. Um she's the younger 
female neighbor that that Little P hangs out with, she's um played by Mithel Thatchenberg. Mm-hmm. Here's what's interesting. This yeah. is the first episode that you see her dad. Oh. And her dad is Iggy fucking Pop. No way. That's He's super Iggy cool. Pop wearing a shirt, which is actually terrifying. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the episode, when the when they obviously defeat the pumpkin eaters because it's Pete and Pete and everything has to end positively. Of course. So they defeat the pumpkin eaters and the, the hoodlum teenagers have to go around and clean up the pumpkins that they've destroyed. So while they're sweeping up the pumpkin off of Iggy Pop's um, front stoop, he mm-hmm. calls them stooges. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> it's such a good little, it's such a good little mm-hmm. nod. But yeah, Iggy pops in like five or six episodes. Oh my God, Pete. that's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great little cameo. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. But yeah, again, this Pete and Pete is just so good at capturing the grandness of how things feel mm-hmm. when you're a kid. You know, you don't like jump a little jump. You jump a chasm. Yeah. off your bike you know what i mean like just everything feels bigger mm-hmm. because you're smaller i guess i don't know but this episode in particular mimics everything they've done before where just they make they capture that feeling so well i love it i really do pete and pete's classic it's so good all right i guess it's time for my number one yeah yeah i mean no drum roll or anything because guess what we already said this this was your number three yeah. Um. The the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. It's and such a classic. Such a classic. Um. There's a little reason for me. Um. So, my mom went, and dad obviously, mostly my mom went all out for holidays for me and my sister, like all out, like every holiday, like Christmas, Easter, Halloween, like they went all out, and they would actually have the great pumpkin come for me and my sister. That's awesome. Um. The great pumpkin, because like they would. So Christmas. Christmas and birthdays, we got presents. Easter's, we got Easter baskets. Valentine's, we would get some candy. Right. The Great Pumpkin would bring us books. That's awesome. Um, and that's where I got my my mom is where I got my love to read of reading. She got me and my sister into the library in earlier on early years. I always loved to read. I always loved going to the library. I always loved having books around. I mean, now um a librarian, which totally makes sense. But yeah, the Great Pumpkin would bring us books. So. Watching the Great Pumpkin, the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, always brought back great memories of celebrating Halloween and actually having the, that the Great Pumpkin did come, but you didn't see the Great Pumpkin because we didn't at that time. We it was a, it was a surprise. You weren't supposed to see the Great Pumpkin. Yeah, but Charlie Brown was so always, um, always wanted to see the Great Pumpkin, and yeah, it's just it's not real not real it's but it's magical like yeah. the magic of the great pumpkins yeah. and the magic of halloween is what all that matters yeah. as as we said before like this the i we reference this all year we always like quote things um still bummed that it's not going to be on live tv but we will watch we will watch watch it as we do so yeah, yeah. so glad that we share the similar episodes and as i said as i said all of mine were before i was born which you did have one later on but yeah, yeah i like old stuff like the classics are just the classics so yeah. glad that we were able to share our favorite halloween episodes that was awesome yeah and we actually talked with a couple of our previous guests who also shared their favorite halloween specials um so why don't we why don't we hear those all right so welcome back to saturday morning showdown um today tonight we have our guest on my good friend amon amon how you doing tonight pretty good pretty good 
Great. So can you tell us what your favorite Halloween uh, special or episode is? I thought they were all pretty good. Um, (laughs) So so many. I thought your guys' conversation about South Park was really interesting because I guess, one, I did not realize how old the show was. Um, Yeah. But it is one of those long-running cartoons. But also, like, the conversation of how... um, Lee, you were not allowed to watch the show, but Don, you watched the show with your mom, and I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. so, like, I remember watching episodes here and there because my brother liked it, but he, you know, my brother is younger than me, so like, I'm pretty sure I had to be in the room with him, you know, to laugh about it. But like, we knew how ridiculous it was. Mm-hmm. Um. But we would have been watching, I guess, around, like, the late 2000s. So, like, you know, 2005 to, like, 2010. Um, and I ha- I watch episodes here and there after that. But I've never watched mm-hmm. the Halloween episode. So, um, it was... I'll have to, like, go back and look for it. Um, but I don't think I've watched, like, you know, the early seasons of South Park. Yeah, the early seasons of South Park aren't great. And the, the mm. Halloween special we watched, I did not like very much. But there are others that we should have watched mm. um, that are a lot better. Like, there's one South Park, I think it's like season five or six, mm. that they do a parody of Scooby-Doo. And it's okay. the band Corn. So Corn oh. comes to South Park. And they they have an animal with them that is the Scooby Doo, and then they have like a Scooby Doo special with corn, and it's animated like Scooby Doo. Like it's that's oh, a really that's really hilarious. funny one. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but we we work sequentially, so we just watched the first one, and man, it was rough. Yeah, those early years were rough. Yeah, yeah early nineties, just well, late nineties, I would think it just was. I it was not funny to me at all. Like yeah. I was not really laughing through it at all. Is um, it? But it, yeah, me and Don were like brought up. Like I was brought up in a Catholic mm-hmm. uh, childhood. Don was was not raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then you said you were watching it in the um, early two thousand. So, I mean, we all three of us had different perspectives on South Park. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just thought that was neat. So I do have to like go back through it. Um, I have watched South Park for it was. Um, for one of my graduate school classes. Um, it was like hmm. video games and virtual worlds um, as sites for learning and engagement. And we watched um, it's a couple of episodes of South Park where they focus on World of Warcraft um, yeah. and like gaming oh, yeah. culture and things like that. And yeah. in college, uh, when I was in college, the show Jersey Shore was kind of like really popular and I hated it uh, just because, like, you know, being from Jersey, like, people thought that 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 was me, you know, <laughs> or, yeah. you know, people that I, uh, that I associated with or something. And yeah. I hated the stereotype. But the South Park episodes were fantastic. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I really appreciated that. Um, you know, so occasionally I do enjoy um south park and um and i and i like that you feature like kids cartoons but also like the adult cartoons and stuff too 
Because I think animated yeah, shows are, you know, they can be multi-generational or mm-hmm. tar- targeted to certain audiences. Um, yeah. And there's a couple, there's a couple really good mm-hmm. animated shows that are made for adults. Yeah. Um, that I don't think a lot of people talk about. So like, I felt like we needed to kind mm-hmm. of throw them in there. Like mission Hill and clone higher are the two that stand out to me. I, I was really hesitant to do South park. Cause I just don't feel like there's a lot we can add to that conversation. That shows so popular at this point. It yeah. is, you know, it is what it is, but yeah, we, I wanted to highlight other, other stuff, but for Halloween, it had a Halloween episode. Yeah. We had to go with it. Yeah. Well, so we did it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you did. I, I think it's, it's important. Like I remember in high school, my dad walked in once, like, while I was, like, watching TV, and he made fun of me for watching cartoons. Like, he didn't realize, like, what was on the screen. He just saw, like, animated stuff, and he was like, right. well, like, why aren't you watching, like, real-life things? Right. <laughs> and and then I was like, but, you know, if I watch real-life things that are meant for teenagers, like, I don't think you'd be happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> like, then we'd have other conversations. It's just better for me to like watch SpongeBob, <laughs> you know, or South Park or whatever else. And, right. you know, have you not pay attention to the screen? Like, that's funny. Like, <laughs> but I think that's, I think that kind of brings up an interesting point. Like, I think those early adult cartoons kind of like got away with a lot because it was a cartoon and people weren't paying attention as much as if yes. it was a live action show so yeah they definitely they definitely skirted some lines especially south park yes yeah. and i think it's one of those things where like people might mis- might have made the mistakes back then of like oh it's a cartoon it's animated it must be for kids right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think like that's the thing like i told my mom about the show she's like oh it's a cartoon this sounds nice and then <laughs> we put it on like oh no she's like never you're never allowed to watch that again <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, it yeah, it was just really funny. That that also reminds me of um it was that really raunchy like animated movie um Sausage Party. Um, oh yeah. Oh my yeah. god. And it's about food, you know, but you know, a lot of adult themes in there. But like if you watch in a movie theater, there's chances that like people brought their kids to like watch yeah. it because they saw, oh, it's a cartoon about you know, food in a supermarket. Uh, and it. the animation on that that movie in particular looks like Veggie Tales, which is like a very Christian-based yes. children's show. So if those people weren't paying enough attention and accidentally ended up in, in Sausage Party, yeah. that must have been a bad day. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right, guys. We are joined with Sherry and Charlie from The Fairy Oddmother. And they're going to tell us their favorite Halloween special. Take it away, guys. Okay, cool. Uh, so it is the our favorite Halloween special is the Paul was it Paul Lynn Paul Lynn's uh, Halloween special from 1976. And the thing that makes it amazing is well, number mm-hmm. one, it has some very politically incorrect moments. Let me preface this <laughs> right away. There are mm-hmm. things that. Are, are borderline yucky, but nothing terribly yucky. Okay. Um, it's Paul Lind, and he, oh, God. The best way to describe it is it's like a bad drug-fueled nightmare in Uncle Paul's creepy pervert disco basement. <laughs> Sounds and good. And Kiss is yeah. there. 
<laughs> and so's Florence Henderson, Donnie Anne Marie, the actress who played the witch in The Wizard of Oz, and the actress who oh. played Witchy Poo in the Sid and Marty Croft shorts. That's so random. It's it's well, and he has this fantasy with Tim Conway that he becomes a truck driver, <laughs> and he's gonna marry Pinky Tuscadero. It's like you're watching it, and you're like, I don't know what drugs these guys were on, but <laughs> it's they, 1976. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess cocaine, lots probably, and lots it's, it's of cocaine. Just a glorious distillation of everything from the 70s. <laughs> and she and Kiss does three songs, and then they end it with a big disco number. And every time the camera shows Gene Simmons, he like looks at Paul Stanley like, "If you don't bite my leg off to get me out of here, I'm gonna do it myself." <laughs> like, imagine it's like um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but Kiss mm. showed up at Paul Lynn's house. Uh. And so, oh. Like it's, it's like the, the, their bus break down outside the sound sound, sound stage. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. That sounds amazing. I must add to my must watch list. It's available on YouTube. That's excellent. Yeah, because nobody in their right or left mind put that on video. <laughs> Just I wish they would, because the quality is not good, but. And, and the funny thing is, is that you're you're watching this and you're going, this is Paul Lynn, Uncle Arthur. And you're just yeah. like, why is Kiss there? Oh, and why does Donnie and Marie show up? And, you know, and you just, it, it literally boggles the mind. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. Is it, is it as, as strange, strange as the Star Wars, Wars Christmas, Christmas special, special appearances? Um, it's half as long and maybe a little more cohesive. Okay. okay. It's a completely different flavor of strange. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Definitely. Like, forgive me for saying this, the Star Wars holiday special is just really bad. It's rough. It's, it's just bad. The best <laughs> part rough, was yeah. the commercials and the one we had where the, they showed the cotton crotch of the pantyhose. <laughs> oh. Yeah. They held up this pack of pantyhose and they're like, with dry weave and the woman like sticks her fingers into the crotch of the pantyhose and spreads it at the camera. I was horrified. Strange. Yes. I, I would say the best part of that's the animated segment. Sure. I was going to say the same. I thought the animated segments were the most watchable. Yes. It the was enjoyable. Ten minutes of unsubtitled Wookiee was not very watchable. Oh, yeah. That does go on, doesn't it? It's a while. Yeah. We're gonna have to do like a ver- like because we can't have our holiday party this year, and we're gonna have to watch it. We're probably yeah. gonna have to do like a virtual house party of some sort, viewing party of some sort. That would be. I cannot watch it this year. I'm already depressed enough that I'm missing my Halloween party mm. and the holiday party and Thanksgiving. So we have to do something about it. Yeah, we, we do have a holiday party, and we subject our guests to it every year. Uh 
some drunker than others, but, you know. I know, and the thing that stinks is the past two years when you've been very gracious and invited us, it's been, like, the same weekend as an event where I was like, if I try to go anywhere, I'm going to die. Like, yeah, no. we we get it. We we do the event and then go and almost die. No, yeah, that's why I get, right. I get very very drunk to stay awake, basically every year. But yeah, this year, um, if we do anything, it'll be virtual. So stop sure. by if you can if we have a virtual thing. That would be awesome because this this year feels so strange. It it's, it feels yeah. so strange that the Paul Lynn special actually seems normal in comparison. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like a lot of my vivid dreams. <laughs> oh my God, Paul Lynn showed up. What? Paul Lynn. Really, really. oh, and he was yeah, dressed as a leather vivid. boy from the village people. Yes. As a truck driver, he's wearing this like very 70s white leather uh, bedazzled outfit with, this, with, with some s- male symbol on one sleeve. So strange. And that's no one... shirt underneath either. Oh, so much chest hair mm. between him and Paul Classic Stanley. Look. It was like a Wookiee battle. <laughs> and oh that's the God, moment that when I turned to Charlie fantastic. and I said, wait a minute, is Paul Lynn gay? <laughs> and Charlie said, oh, yes. Yes, this is a confirmed fact. And I went, good for him. Like, yeah. Yeah. But it was like, it was just a curiosity. And Charlie's like, why did you ask now? And I said, he has the male symbol on the sleeve of his biker jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah, the one uh, thing I say, I think it's neat that we're doing this and having these conversations with our friends because we have a lot of different friends from different age groups and different times. So we'll be able to talk about a lot of different Halloween episodes across many different years from sure. 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. I think I think we're going to have a nice mix of everything. I'm really looking forward to seeing what we put together with us. As, as yeah. I mean, honestly, because I was afraid that Charlie and I chose one that was that a lot of that a lot of y- youngsters wouldn't get but i was born in 72 him in 74 so yeah 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 but yeah, i didn't know that like, I, know, I know the people that listen to uh saturday morning showdown they're they're all of all ages like uh, yeah like from teenagers to uh older adults 50s 60s like it's for it's we try to do something for everybody excellent i look forward to listening to it Great, great. Indeed. Well, guys, guys thanks, thanks for, for thanks for coming back, back on and hanging out with us. Anytime. Wow. Thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Well, you guys, uh, take it easy and have a happy Halloween. We'll happy see you in the Halloween. future. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right, guys, this time we're joined by my friend John. He was on our Batman episode. Um, John, take it away. What's your favorite Halloween special? Hey, thanks for having me back. Uh Honestly, when you first asked me this question, uh, the first thing that popped to mind was Pete and Pete. Yeah. But I, yeah, like it, like Pete and Pete is one of those like just seminal shows of my childhood. Like it's just something that like was just a big representation of everything I loved about uh, '90s uh, live action uh, shows. Like before yep. you had your all that, but I had to make a pivot because uh, yep. for me. One of the very first things that gave me the creeps as a kid uh, for Halloween, like just scared the ever living crap out of me, mm. uh, was actually the haunted mask stuff from uh, nice. Goosebumps. Nice. Uh, 
So when I think about Halloween specials, uh, you know, you obviously have your Simpsons, you have all those great things, but Goosebumps yeah. the Haunted Mask is just a truly terrifying experience that uh stuck with me. It was just everything from like the um the practical effects with the mask and just that like that slimy kind of stickiness to it and mm -hmm. Uh, the, the, the books for me were just, uh, a huge part of my childhood. Like, yeah. uh, it was the first time I've ever seen like a choose your own adventure kind of book. Um, yeah. and, uh, all coming back to like the haunted mask, like it, it was just for its time. It was just like a, a really killer, it was a killer book and it was a great adaptation, um, mm -hmm. you know, into live action. Yeah. And I mean, I love Are You Afraid of the Dark? I, I rewatched Are You Afraid of the Dark recently, and it holds up. I, I enjoy yes, it. it does. But Goosebumps was a far superior show. As far as, like, the spooky scary goes, Goosebumps is good at doing creepy while still being PG-13. This is a, it's a great choice. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. As you all know, I am Lee. I am your local librarian. <laughs> um, and I fully support what you're saying here. Uh, Goosebumps. Uh, was my what, my favorite book series growing up. I love the TV show. I love what they did. The adaptation to from the books to TV was perfect. Um, and yeah, I just that's. I mean, I really wasn't into reading as a kid as much as I should have been. But um, when I pushed myself to read, it, it was Goosebumps. And even still, like when I'm going to my local like vintage bookstores, yard sales, you be better believe I am picking up those Goosebumps books. Like yes. <laughs> As a, now, I am a librarian. I I love reading, and I will continue to read and watch the Goosebumps show because it just reminds me of my childhood growing up in the '90s, and just I just love it. Yeah, it's a good. One. Yeah, you know, and that's exactly how uh, I, I feel. A lot of the same ways there. Like I've loved the same feelings about Goosebumps. Um, yeah. So, like, I think it was a big part of all of our all, all of our childhoods. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, and it's neat too because as a, we've been having a bunch of these conversations tonight and over the last couple of days with friends, and we have friends from all different age groups from watching things from the early seventies, eighties, nineties, early two thousands, um, from all different ages, from people that are fifty, younger than us, older than us, like all sorts of different ages. So we're all having very uh, different conversation, but this one, this is the nineties is my wheelhouse. So this is yeah. something I could like. If we had the time, I would talk all night about Goosebumps and all the 90s TVs, Halloween episodes that there are available. Because, yeah, this is this is uh, what I like. Now, before before we hopped on the call, did you rewatch the episode? Uh, no, I actually have not had the opportunity to rewatch the episode. Uh, Message but... me when you do, because that theme song, when I heard, because uh... I, I, I watched it recently i i actually i watched um night of the jack-o-lantern to, to prep for the show um that theme song is so goddamn good i remember the theme like it's weird like um i i can when i close my eyes and i i, I think hard like i can hear theme songs um oh, yeah. a little bit and i can still hear the goosebumps theme song a little bit so i definitely want to go back and rewatch it yeah. uh because like i can kind of vaguely I can kind of vaguely remember the the, the tunes to it, so I, I will definitely, yeah. I will definitely when we're off this call, I will go find that and watch it and message you for sure. Yeah, um, you know, we like, talk we talk about um, I, I call them time machines, but these are like songs that you hear. 
that immediately bring you back to your childhood. And I, if it doesn't for you, I would be shocked. It, it's it's one of those songs that as soon as I heard it, I was a kid again. Yeah, that's, a lot of those scene songs do that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, after this, I think I'm going to pop this episode on and then go into my board games closet and pull out my Goosebumps board game because, yes, I do have that. And, yes, <laughs> and you know, you're afraid of the dark board game. And that one, too, yeah. Let's but do you, have do you Halloween have... board game night. Well, I mean, do you have the Gargoyles uh, VHS board game? No. Yeah, we've no, been on we the lookout. That, like, some things are just so hard to find right now. But those, yeah. those are ones we definitely, like, yes, need that. Yeah. I want to say it was this time last year. Um, and, you know, spoiler for, for those of you who don't know, I, I work at Blizzard. When, when I first started uh, my gig with Blizzard last year, um, I was talking mm-hmm. to a bunch of the engineers on my team. And we, we started geeking out about gargoyles. And uh, they had no idea. Like, these are dudes who, like, are older than us. Like, they're in, like, their, their mid, like, their late 30s, like, mid 40s. And they had no idea there was a VHS uh, board game for mm-hmm. gargoyles. Wow. Uh, I blew their minds. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that needs to be added to. Let's try to find that list. Yeah. Because, yeah, our, our board game collection is we have so many games from the 80s and 90s. Like, I mean, we have Clarissa Explains It All for do this to throw something out there. Like, we have the some... Mr. T board game. I have the Toxic Crusaders board game. Yeah, we have we have a pretty pretty healthy smattering of 80s yeah. and 90s if pop culture games. If there was not games. COVID, there would be a board game night with friends being allowed to come play all the board games we have unfortunately times have changed and that will not be happening all board games being played will just be me and don yeah uh well i uh i wish i could be there with y'all playing board games i uh i'm trying to get a i'm trying to get a digital board game night going through uh a, a thing called tabletop simulator that's that's a, that's a different oh, cool. topic yeah yeah cool, definitely yeah, a different been, topic but yeah that sounds cool yeah i've been doing actually a lot of different um virtual board game nights um either through house party zoom um there's a couple of different i think i have friends currently playing on fishbowl tonight they're playing some virtual games so yeah i'm always up for a virtual game night awesome well i uh i, I i'm sorry to take this topic so off uh off course oh it's okay <laughs> no, it's all good we always go I, we, we really do it. but yeah thanks for thanks for coming and talking to us this has been awesome thank you john yeah and thank yeah, you again so pick. much for having me of course. Awesome. Happy Halloween. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Happy Halloween again. Um, remember to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, join our Facebook group. We like to talk about these shows and we like to just reminisce and get nostalgic for the things we watched when we were kids. Um, that is Saturday morning showdown in the Facebook groups. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Our handle is eight bit fusion and our website is popculturejunk.com. Um, we have a couple shows coming up. If you want to come out and say hi to us, you know, wear your mask and hang out. Lee, what's the scoop? Sure. So, yeah, come. I'll definitely tell you where we're going to be. Um, but if you do come out to anything, um, mention the podcast. You may get a sweet surprise from us if Don remembers to bring it. Cause you forget one time. I oh. forgot one time. Okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> um, anyway, next weekend, we actually have two shows coming on. So next weekend, uh, November, Saturday, November 7th, we'll be at the Horror Sideshow Market out in Allentown um, with a lot of awesome vendors, including Geek Boy Press, um, who's been on our podcast 
been on a podcast. So make sure to just come out and say hi to us. Um, check out some of this horror stuff. Um, November might be one of the last times we'll be able to go outside before it gets too cold for us to be outside. So definitely come come by that. And then on Sunday, we'll be at the Jersey City Oddies Market in Jersey City with a, a small number of vendors out. We'll be in the Harborside uh, parking lot. Um, usually the Oddies Markets have been inside the Harborside building, but this will be in the in one of the parking lots. So keep on keep the eye out for that. Yeah, a double weekend for us, which we haven't been having one of those in a while. So I definitely wanted to take a chance to do that yeah. when we could. I'm I'm really excited. Um, and then the week start uh November 26th, which is Thanksgiving, and that whole week, uh, the Georgia City Oddies Market is going to have their odd holiday virtual market. Um, definitely come check that out. I think that's going to be super cool. It's not just going to be like the Facebook groups where people just post what they're selling, but this is actually going to be kind of like an interactive market, which I think is going to be neat. There's going to be live auctions. There's going to be Facebook lives. There's going to be Q and A's with artists, like including us, including us. Yeah, for sure. So definitely come, come check that out. Um, there's a lot of artists participating. We just, we want our holiday markets to be as good as it normally was, especially with COVID going on. So definitely come out, support all the artists. Um, that group is up and running right now, too. So if you want to start your Christmas shopping early, definitely come check the group out. Um, we're also part of the Trenton Punk Lee Markets Virtual Market with a bunch of awesome vendors. Um, definitely check that out as well. Um, and then the South Street Art Mart in Philadelphia, we have our items in the store. Um, Nicole and Nicole are our two really good friends who run that store and gave us a great opportunity to be in that store with a lot of awesome vendors. Um, they are open now, but just make sure you wear your mask. And if you they're on South Street in Philly. Um, if you can't get there, they have a website, southstreetartmart.com. So just make sure you come check it out. And if you stop by the shop, say hi. Tell Nicole and Nicole that we said hi. And just keep supporting all your local businesses, restaurants, small vendors, small businesses. Because we're all struggling still. COVID's about to hit another surgeons again. So yeah, fun, fun. Um, so just continue to help each other out because we are all struggling through this awesomeness um thank you for listening to my spiel as always happy halloween happy halloween guys peace <laughs>